Welcome to the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast by Dare to Dream, the show dedicated to fun, practical mental performance strategies for your golf game. Join mental performance coach Jamie Glazier and co-host Ross Flanagan as they discuss how to manage your mind in one of the craziest sports there is. Welcome back to another episode of the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast. In different times than uh, when we last caught up, my name's Ross Flanagan, your co-host, and sitting not in the States anymore, uh, he's certainly back here in Australia, but he is locked up in isolation over there at uh, just down the road from here, not too far, uh, maybe a driver and a, a couple of nine irons. Jamie Glazier, uh, in, in challenging times, welcome back to Australia. How are you, sir? Yeah, good, Roscoe. Thank you. Um, yeah, challenging times to say the uh, the say the least. And uh, but um, to say it's good to be back in Australia is a is a massive understatement. So um, yeah, great to be home. Yeah, well, mate. Well, let's just uh, cover off because I know everyone who tuned into episode ten, uh, we talked about uh, your trip to the US. You were over there. It was our first international podcast. It was our first international guest with JD. It was all going, uh, yeah. well, you know, it wasn't going swimmingly because the world was starting to be gripped by, you know, what we now know is coronavirus and COVID nineteen. But yeah. things things were still going going along, and you were with JD. We had a great session with him. Talked about his uh, injury, overcoming some of the adversity, and then bang, you're back on a plane, mm. back to Australia. What happened, mate? Just just tell us, you know, from your experience. What did you go through in those couple of days between us recording that episode ten and jumping on a plane back back to here? Yeah, look, there was uh, there was definitely a lot going on. That's for sure. We um, when we spoke and uh, had JD on the show, we were it was just after round two of Q school for him, and he was uh, at even par at that stage and in a you know pretty comfortable position to uh, I suppose play some solid rounds and and and, and get his car on the Canadian tour and. We spoke about his injuries and the challenges that he'd been facing injury-wise the, the prior uh, few years and definitely the, the few months prior. And we went out there in the third round and everything was uh, everything was, was great. He started, you know, really solidly. We'd made some adjustments after the first couple of rounds mentally and, and that really, really suited him. He was um, playing with a bit more freedom and uh, and really playing his own game and um, he was uh, feeling pretty solid and ninth hole par five did a great drive and had sort of three wood into the green and ball was a good foot and a half above his feet on a bit of side hill lie and he uh, basically just ripped three wood and the, the the club sort of got snagged in the in the side slope a little bit and uh, and put a lot of pressure on his hand and was he heard a crack and basically let go of the club and went down on his knees and, um, yeah, it, was, uh, it wasn't good uh, at all, to say the least. We, um, he thought he'd broken something. So we tried to manage that as best we could over the next few minutes just to see what was, was, was going on. Obviously, he was very distraught because of the situation, the scenario, not only with the injury but also the work that he'd put into preparing for Q School um, was just about to go down in flames uh, in his mind. And by the time we walked to the green, we had uh, some great assistance from one of the uh, playing partners. Uh, uh, mother had some some sort of straps and stuff that she helped us with, some cooling straps. And by the time he got to the green near his third shot, we, we sort of realised that he wasn't going to play on after this hole. Um, 
he went to hit a little pitch shot and was in a lot of pain and he wanted to really just play out the hole. But uh, so, yeah, he had to pull out after that hole. We went and got x-rays straight away to see what the damage was. And luckily for, for him, there was nothing broken. And um, it was just a, a really, really bad sprain of the tendon that runs down the side of his forearm. So, which was for us probably... I think in the in, in the week after that, now looking back, probably one of the best things that could have happened to him because for years he has been fighting this injury and struggling with this injury because he's never really allowed himself the time to rest and fully recover from it. So obviously now with that injury and now with everything that's happening with, with coronavirus and events and tours being cancelled, he has got four to six to eight weeks to really, really rehab that injury and get, get himself back fully fit and healthy. And we put him onto a great uh, chiropractor in Orlando who, who works with Justin uh, Rose and a lot of the pros over there. And the diagnosis that he uh, he gave was best case scenario. So JD is back at home in Orlando, resting, recovering, getting some work in with Brendan and um, probably couldn't be uh, couldn't be in a better position than what we thought um, just on a week ago. So uh so that was Thursday, I suppose the start of the, I don't know what you'd call it, the vortex, the, the yeah. God knows what happened over the next 48 hours. But, um, yeah, we drove back to Orlando on the Friday and uh, had breakfast Saturday morning and then I uh, spent Saturday morning with Ryan Ruffles. I was staying with him for, for the week. We were going to go to Louisiana to, to go to the Corn Ferry event, but that got cancelled. So we thought, great, you know, we'll have some time to do some work together. And I booked a trip Saturday morning, I booked flights to Palm Springs to go and spend uh, uh, on the Tuesday, I think it was, so a couple of days in Orlando with Ruff and then fly in either Monday or Tuesday to Palm Springs to do some work with Gabby, his sister, and also a couple of clients in the US, Maddie Snyder and uh, Johnny Ruiz. And um, as we were sitting there uh, over lunch after I booked these flights to Palm Springs, we just sort of thought we'd have a look and see what the updates were with travel restrictions, um, both here in Australia and also the US, and we started to realise that especially in the US, that they were, they were starting to understand the seriousness of the condition um, with coronavirus and the situation and we're going to look to put travel bans on and uh, close borders and sort of rough said, look, you know, you, you probably wouldn't, uh, might be a smart thing to try and look at getting home as soon as you can. So I booked a flight to LA because uh, I couldn't get onto Qantas to change my flight from LA to Melbourne because they had a six or eight hour wait time on phones, which was stressful enough. Um, so I sort of decided I'm just going to fly to LA and go straight to the Qantas desk and uh, and change my flight in person. And, and luckily enough, over the next couple of hours, Jackie had been back here on, on hold and had uh, been able to book me on a flight that night, Saturday night from LA to Melbourne. And um, I arrived here Monday morning and... Uh, Sitting in the Qantas lounge on the Saturday night, they had announced that the Australian government had put in uh, a 14-day self-isolation period for anyone arriving into Melbourne after midnight that night. So I sort of missed, I suppose I missed the boat on that. I was a few hours behind and, and, and now I'm, you know, a week in the 14-day self-isolation period. But um May I think just the 24 hours and 48 hours after that, having people and friends in the US that have been trying to get out, uh, it was mayhem over there. So I was extremely lucky to get back when I did. And um, yeah, you know, obviously lost a bit of work. Everyone's been affected by it, but but lost, you know, a good three, four weeks of work. And But yeah, to be back home and to be safe and to be healthy, you know, I thought that uh, I was at a pretty high risk of getting 
the virus, to be honest, with all the travel that I'd been doing and my exposure to people over in the US especially. But um, touch wood, uh, seven days into the isolation and uh, feeling uh, 100%, which is the main thing. Absolutely. It is the main thing. You know, your safety, security, health, as everyone's, is paramount at this point in time. And I think everyone's hearing this message so much and so often now. So, but we, you know, you can't give enough information at the moment and uh, and encourage everyone to do exactly what's being asked, do exactly what's required in whatever situation or circumstance you're in, whether that's having to stay home from work, whether you're visiting a, a business that is still open and they're asking you to, you know, maintain distancing, maintain the health and hygiene, washing hands. I know I know the things that I've had to put in place in, in my business. You know, everyone's been understandably very accommodating. Things are going on. It looks different to what it did a week ago, but uh, things mm. are going on. And I think the message or the feeling that I'm getting is everyone's maintaining this very strong air of positivity about what we are now facing, what we are faced with. Yeah. And what we are going to look like and be and achieve and the world when we come through it. No one's sure what's going to happen and how long this is going to take. I'm not an expert. I'm not going to give advice on that. But I know that we will get past this. And I'm very confident that when we do, we'll all be in a better place. Now, I guess the context when we talked about, you know, how do we turn this challenging situation into some positivity and give people you know, something to focus on while they are at home and while they are in different circumstances. And that was basically what we decided to do with this podcast is, you know, look at this scenario and help everyone put in place some great structures, some great processes, some great mindset practices at home while they are in different difficult circumstances. Now, you know, you're at home, JD's at home because he's forced out with an injury, you know, Ruff and Gabby and all of their worlds are now on on shutdown. So... Mm. Jamie, what, are, what can we do? What can we suggest? What can we help people with who are at home, who do want to still focus on their golf, still want to focus on their mental mastery? What are some of the things that we can look towards in helping us while we are in this scenario? Yeah, look, I think it's, um, it's definitely a, a time for opportunity. So um, I know for me, earlier in the week when I got home and I put a post out or something and someone, you know, messaged back, why don't you write a book? You know, like, why don't you write a book? Now, I've wanted to write a book for nearly 10 years, but I haven't found the time or have the bandwidth mentally to, to, to put to this book. So for me, it was like, hey, that's a great idea. I'm going to start writing an ebook Now, you know, it, it, having 14 days of, for me, just that momentum of getting the book started, I'm going to be able to, and moving forward, I'm going to be able to have that time and that, uh, that energy to put towards it. So you know, one of the things that I've I've done with the guys and, and Herbie was um, chatting to him earlier in the week as well. You know, he he sent me a message on I'm going to start to put together a daily schedule for each day. Otherwise, he goes, I found I was just sitting there not doing a whole lot. So he put together a daily schedule of you know whether he's got some training to do at home. He's got a home gym. You know whether he's going to do some meditation. Um, you know just just putting some structure in his day so he's feeling, you know, quite productive. And for JD, 
you know, that injury that we spoke about was basically just he never allowed himself the time to rest, reset and recharge. And for me, recharging the batteries is such an important thing for all of us to do mentally, because when we look at bringing our A game, and this goes to to any part of our life, whether it be golf or business or, or relationships or whatever it is, when we're looking to bring our complete A game, we need to have a full tank to do that. So this is an opportunity maybe for people to just you know, rest and recharge the batteries a little bit. JD, I checked in with this morning um, and I just asked, you know, uh, keeping yourself occupied and recharging the batteries, you're doing okay, mate. And he just wrote back, yep, almost through my first book, doing at-home workouts with sandbags, laying by the pool, getting rid of tan lines, meditating a lot. And he goes, I'm feeling great. So, you know, for him, it's just a uh, a little bit of a change of direction in regards to you know, personal or self-development. Now, whether it's specifically golf skill sets, so um, on the range, hitting balls, doing drills, in, you know, improving some of the technical patterns that, that he and his coach are working on, or what he's doing now, which is mental and emotional skill sets of resetting, uh, resetting his energy systems, recharging his batteries, um, you know, managing that stress and anxiety that has been associated with his injury and also with his pending six or eight weeks or 12 weeks or however long it's going to be for these guys to get back to being able to play tournament golf you know that is a big unknown factor and there is a lot of unknown factors in the world for us today um so i think it's just a matter of, of trying to bring it back to okay what do i know how can i use this time to be the most productive and one question i i love asking people with certain situations that pop up is what is great about this situation right now? And for a disease or a virus like coronavirus and the, and the impact it's having on everyone, it's a challenging question to ask because I understand there's probably not a whole lot of great that's happening, but we need to try and find what is that avenue of opportunity right now for us to put our energy, uh, spend our energy on, uh, focus on committing to that is going to you know, help us sort of manage the situation we're in and I suppose improve a certain area or a certain aspect of our life uh, while we have the opportunity to. So whether that's golf or whether that's, uh, you know, business or Jackie just said in the background learning how to cook, which uh, <laughs> I really appreciate her for saying that, but it's not going to happen, my sweetheart. Yeah, so, um, you know, I just think that it's we've got to find the opportunity in uh, in how we can progress and then put some structure in our day to, uh, to make sure that we are sort of, you know, ticking those boxes off because the self-worth or self-satisfaction that we feel when we are productive is, uh, is a big one. You know, those words are very sound advice. When we are at home, what, what are, you know, what would be your top couple of things that you could do? What, what, what are the things that you would suggest that we, that we do that might not just even help our golf, but just help everything? Yeah, look, I think the, the, the two really big processes that I'm sort of uh, really trying to encourage all of my clients to do at the moment is uh, meditation, committing to a daily meditation session or a daily sort of breathing session. So there's some people don't have a positive relationship with meditation. Not a lot. There's some people out there that don't actually like meditating. And, and I get that. I understand that. I went through a phase for a long time where I was a little bit the same, but there's a breathing exercise that I get people to do that uh, has the same effect, positive effect that meditation does, but people, I suppose, have a, a little bit more of a positive um, relationship with that exercise and, and they can see themselves committing to that exercise, um, you know, once or twice a day. So it's basically just a five-minute exercise. I just get them to put a five-minute timer on 
and I call it my, my box drill where uh, I get people to um, inhale for five, hold that breath for five, exhale for five, hold that for five, and then repeat. So it's five in, hold for five, exhale for five, and hold for five. And just repeat that for five minutes. And their mind has to focus on uh, engaging with that five-second block of each uh, component of that exercise. And obviously working on that breathing technique really helps to reduce the heart rate. It helps to relieve uh, any tension and, and really sort of just um, eliminate any of that uh, any of that tension. So for me at the moment, they're the two big processes that I am really recommending people to do. If you do like meditating, then you know a session in the morning and a session in the afternoon is uh, is fantastic. And same goes for that breathing exercise. That has really sort of helped to just calm and clear your mind. And uh, once your mind's calm and clear, then you're in a much better position to move on with your day in a productive way. So then I might uh, I might add in some visualization sessions or some what I call some dry drills. So if there is something that they're working on with their coach and, you know, there's a part of their takeaway or something in their technique that they've been working on, uh, this is a great opportunity to try and accelerate that technical development by doing a lot of dry drills. So a lot of little abbreviated feels with a golf club without hitting a golf ball, just really ingraining that muscle memory so that uh, that, that we can actually accelerate that, that technical or physical pattern that, uh, that them and their coaches uh, is trying to uh, trying to build. So um, yeah, one, an, an example of one of those drills might be you know a good one is you know where you place the club across the front of your chest and yep. you know, your arms are up holding the club in that sort of X position that cross position and just that yep. ro- that rotational move you know and focusing on yep. you know, a good strong shoulder rotation loading up against your core and your lower side and yep. just just keeping that motion going so you don't get lazy with with that really key movement and yep. start getting out when you do get back to the golf yep. course start getting armsy and yep. flippy and all of that sort of thing so yeah that was one, yep. one that i picked up uh, from someone just the other day and, and that that is a really strong key golf movement that yep. uh in times when you're sort of laid up at a computer at a desk sitting around a house for a long time and not moving normally or in the same way that you do every other time that rotation yep. is really important so there are probably yep. there are yep. probably dozens and dozens i don't know if you've got any tips or ideas or thoughts of where people can uh, have a look at some of these dry drills uh, that's a that's a that's a good name. Um, is there any any, yeah. any thoughts? No, not really. I think the important thing is is to actually you know flick your coach a message. Yeah. Um, you know, give them a call and just say, hey, I've got this period of isolation, or I've got this period where I'm away. Um, what are the couple of drills that I can do? I can focus on you know three or four or five times a day for three or four or five minutes at a time. Just go through some drills. And if you're having coaching and have had coaching you know fairly consistently over the past couple of years, even if it's been a few months since your last lesson you probably know what you and your coach are trying to work on. So just recall some of those little drills that uh, that he or she may have given you and then just start to implement those. Um, you know, it might be, it could even be little little things like setup, getting getting your basics right. Just I'm going to work on making sure my setup and my posture is right. Get, in, get into a mirror and just, just do that. Just anything that is reinforcing a healthy pattern for your golf game, whether it's physical, technical, or mental, you know, spending 15 minutes a day doing some stretching, you know, something like that is is going to really help you 
improve and you know generally flexibility and stretching again is something that gets put on the back burner when our life is normal because we're so busy we can't do everything so maybe this is a time to make a little bit of an inroad into your flexibility into your stretching if you do have that little bit more time you know people like myself that are on self-isolation you know there's there's so much stuff that that we can do here at home that in the past that we haven't had a chance to. So, for example, the ebook ones for me, stretching is one. I've got my stretching mat here on the floor and my my foam roller. So every day that just reminds me to spend five or ten minutes just getting on that and and really getting into my hips, especially and just making some progress when it comes to my to my flexibility. For me, that's probably almost one of the most important components to my ability to play golf is if my body is okay and my body's moving, then everything else seems to go fairly well. Um, but if my body's stiff, tight, then my back gets sore and I feel tension and tightness physically and mentally and, and, and it's not a, not, a, not a great place for me to be in. So... Um, yeah, so just, you know, I would definitely recommend anything that you do, make sure it is specific to you. Don't just, you know, flick onto page 20 of Golf Digest magazine and go, oh, I'll try that. Um, you'd speak to your coach, speak to the people that, that you work with to make sure that you're getting the right information for you so that this time is actually beneficial. Absolutely. And I've noticed a lot of uh, coaches out there offering you know, their services in an online environment. So yep. I'm sure that if you do have a coach, you can connect with them that way. You know, For me, no, we didn't talk about this uh, previously, but last night before I left, uh, uh, left work, I was in the simulator. It was empty mm-hmm. and I used the, uh, the floor space there as a stretching area. Uh, have one of my staff who gets some great advice off you know his coaches he's an elite level golfer you know I told him where I was feeling stiff and hips are for me but I've got this knot in my back and we just went through about four or five you know key hip stretching and and uh, you know that whole sort of core and quads and hamstring stretches that uh, he uses in his implementation and I've experienced some of them before and he just took me through some of those and we did them together. I tell you what, it was like a a weight had been lifted off my my shoulders. I felt that good after getting that stretch and getting that flexibility, which as you articulated, time is a thing. I don't stretch and I'm I'm embarrassed every time that I I see uh, our friend Ollie Yawn from uh, Fit Golf because we went through a, a program and I've got the program and I look at it, but you know, do I implement it to the intent that Ollie set up for me? No, I don't. So, yeah. you know, yesterday for me, in a business environment where I've got not as many customers, I was using that time. It was only 10 minutes, but I, I stretched and it, it made me feel so much better. It, yeah. The, the, the area in the back that's given me the jip at the moment is, yeah. it, it's obviously all connected to that and it just all yeah. went, went away. And it was, um, now, yeah. that's not going to fix it, but I'm going to have to keep doing it. And it was a really timely and sage reminder that uh, that's a really important thing. So... Yeah. yeah, you can connect with people and your coaches online. Yeah. Ollie at Fit Golf, you know, he's a friend of ours. I'm not sure if he's uh, offering o- online or, or video uh, Skype sessions or anything like that. But you know, Ollie, you want at Fit Golf? If you are, yeah. you can let us know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Yeah. And look, it's a a great time as well that um, if you don't have a coach, it's a great time to to start because yeah. you know coaches are. I mean, every business is getting impacted um, by by this situation, and you know, coaches' uh, ability to connect with their students uh, maybe you know maybe negatively impacted. So, you know, flicking a coach a message or giving a coach a call and saying, "Oh, you know, what would you charge if I was to send you a swing video? What would you charge to have a look at that and flick me back your um you know your advice?" And as you say, there's a lot of people out there that are offering online lessons and online tips. Might be a 
you know, it might be a 15-minute uh, fifteen minute um, sort of lesson they might be able to offer or something. So there's so much stuff that we can do. Um, so as I said, it's just a really great opportunity for us to look at what can I start to build and get a momentum of now um, that uh, that is going to benefit me and going to help me now. You know, for me too, you know, the visualization training is 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 hugely powerful and very important. I'm getting a lot of my clients to to just spend, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a day, a couple of times a day if possible, visualizing themselves perform. So, you know, if we look at the couple of specific patterns in their game that we're trying to strengthen, so let's say it's focus, for example, um, I will get the these clients to sit and visualize themselves playing around a golf in the environment that they play in. So whether they're a tournament player or they're a member of, you know, Peninsula Kingswood or a member of Royal Melbourne or wherever it is, I get them to see themselves in their performance environment and then successfully access and trigger that pattern that we're trying to build. So I will get them to see themselves switch on their focus, engage with the shot, hold a really good level of focus during performance and then switch it off again. And then the next shot, switch it on. So I'll get them to visualize that pattern of switching their focus on and off so that in their mind that becomes a fairly strong pattern by the time they get back out there and life becomes normal. So, um, And that's why that mirroring process that we've discussed so many times before is so powerful because the brain cannot differentiate between what is real and what's imagined. So uh, that's why the visualization training is, uh, is really, really powerful. So that, is that what you're referring to when you say build your neural pathways? Is that strengthening that pathway? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. So every time, we, every time we, we execute a pattern or access a pattern so uh, of any kind, once we do that, say, half a dozen or so times, that's laying the foundation or laying the pathway for that pattern in our mind. So that's why these sort of times of isolation where we can actually engage in specific focus accelerates that pathway being built in our mind because we're not doing three or four or five or six other things um, at the same time. So um, we're just narrowing our attention on one pattern and uh, engaging in that pattern for an extended period of time and that accelerates that neural highway being uh, being built and being created. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Now, is there, is there anything else that uh, we, we might have a, a shorter one, not our usual hour of yeah. power, but uh, yeah. anything else that you think that might be of value to the guys out there, the everyday golfers like you and I? Yeah, I think um, I think one a couple of conversations that have come up this week with, with sort of club-level clients of mine is I'll, I'll use the term the guilt or them feeling bad for not being productive. They, they might not be able to access the golf course as much. They might be on isolation at home um, and they feel bad that they're not, you know, continuing to build and grow. And I just say, look, sometimes having a little bit of a time out, a little bit of a break, just allow yourself some time to rest and recharge. And, you know, JD's sort of situation is, is a great one. He's in the past had this negative association to rest because he feels like that, if he's not working hard, he's not he's not making gains. But with the mental side of the game uh, and with ourselves mentally and emotionally, sometimes we need to just sit back, rest, relax, and um, and recharge the batteries to be able to, when the green light goes off again in the future where we can get back to normal life, that we are really, really ready to go. So, 
I think just being mindful of, of this time, being mindful of stress and anxiety uh, and to reach out and talk to people, um, reach out and engage conversation. And, um, you know, if, if you're not dealing with this situation very well, not to feel guilty by that either. You know, your situation might be pretty good, but the uh, just the negative nature of this situation and the quantity, you know, the, the amount that is unknown some people are dealing with that really well and other people aren't. So uh, not to feel guilty or not to feel bad if you're not dealing with this situation very well. Just reach out, you know, have a conversation with someone and, um, and you know, just allow yourself to, to be okay with, with not dealing with this situation uh, that well. Don't try and bottle it up and push it down. Just, yeah, put it out there. Make a, you know, make a call to someone and let them know, hey, I'm really struggling with, with my situation and um, hopefully everyone's got a good support group around them. But, uh, yeah, I think um, you know, there's, a, there's a, a myriad of things that, uh, that we can be doing. It would be great to just get everyone's feedback from this podcast, um, you know, how they're how they're handling things. Maybe get get some people to send some some videos in of what are they doing to to be productive. What are they doing to continue their golfing development? What are they doing to manage stress and anxiety? Just send us a little video, tag us, and um, and and we'll share it and we'll uh, you know we'll help provide um, a bit of a positive platform for everyone out there at the moment. Yeah, we, and that's that's what we spoke about before. I think that's a great initiative. If if you do want to share, we encourage you to share. Share with your friends, yeah. but share with yeah. us. And all yeah. the, this uh, message of positivity, what you are putting in place, what you are achieving, how you're feeling, let us know. You know, And there are a number of people that are out there doing that. You know, I, I've got one guy that I, I look uh, towards who so I've read his book and you know, his personal mantra is uh, keep attacking. Now, he's an ex-military military guy who mm-hmm. you know, faced adversity, faced under fire, under pressure. You, know, you need to read Brian Wood's story, but his, I really resonate with his motto of keep attacking. And yep. you know, I posted a little story on my Instagram and a lot of people commented to me, so you know, I, I read that and you know, I can I can see what you're saying, and that's a really good message. So, you know, yeah. I, I shared my little thoughts around that with everyone. Yeah. If you want to share yours with us, you know, we'll keep yeah. pro- propagating it, and uh, we love the feedback. You know, like, and, and if I'll take a minute to talk about feedback, you know, Dan Maudsley, he doesn't mind if I mention his name because he's a very good uh, uh, listener and uh, you know, friend of the podcast, friend of me at, uh, in business, and one of Melbourne's great uh, tattoo artists. By the way, his uh, yeah. his work is exceptional. If you are into uh, getting tattoos, Dan Maudsley is a genius. But Dan shared some uh, feedback with us after the episode 10 and we were talking about practice and practice routines and he's implemented a massive change in his whole uh, practice uh, regimen. You yeah. know, he was probably uh, you know a golf ball range sort of grinder, identified that he's probably practicing the wrong way. He's gone out, he's changed his range membership. He's now focusing on the course and in-round practice. He's got a short game practice facility, so he's doing less of the ball beating. He's still hitting the balls on the range, but you know he's putting in place some practice structure in his in-round play. And yeah. uh, it was just great to hear that, and it was a great little bit of feedback from Dan. And uh, we, re- we appreciate all the feedback. And you know, I said to him, I said, mate, you don't really – oh, I hope you understand how much it means to get feedback directly from you and uh, so if anyone wants to do you know shoot us a message and and let us know anything that they are putting in place and any value they're getting out of it i know i really appreciate it and i know you do it too um, as yeah. well jamie so yeah, yeah absolutely means a lot to me anyway yeah no i agree and uh no as you say the um the feedback and the engagement with everyone uh all our followers has, has been fantastic and 
Um, I even mentioned earlier, Roscoe, that maybe this week uh, of my second week of isolation that we can um, look at doing a bit of an Instagram live show type of thing, you know, have a uh, have a sort of a, a set time where people can log in and ask us questions and just engage with us and, again, just add another point of difference to um, to what we're doing and, um, yeah, I think uh, that that can be something that we'll, uh, we'll release in the next sort of 24 hours or so. Just keep the keep the people and the team together, Jamie. That's what we're trying to do. We're just keeping yeah. the people and the team together. Very That's good. It. Is there anything else that we need to cover off, mate? No, I think that was good. I think we just wanted to to touch base with everyone, yeah. do a bit of a just a shorter episode today, just yeah. filling them in with a couple of things that they can do to manage the uh, the situation we're all in. And um, yeah, we look forward to hearing their feedback. And uh, and no doubt we'll. Um, We'll get another podcast done this week uh, sometime as well and just keep that ball rolling. Well, everyone, stay safe. Stay as healthy as you can. Keep the loved ones around you. Maintain that safe social distancing anywhere that you go that uh, has guides in place. Just follow that and if we all do it together, this will get past us quicker rather than later. For sure. It's been good catching up, Jamie, until I uh, catch you during the week. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Roscoe. See ya. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and head over to daretodream.com.au for exclusive access to the free video program, Eight Tips to an Unbreakable Mental Game. Join us next time on the Mental Mastery Golf Podcast.